Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the episode. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and today I'm interviewing the wonderful Bridget Esselmont. Bridget is an intuitive entrepreneur and she's the founder of BiddyTarot.com. She is also the best-selling author of Everyday Tarot, and she has helped millions, yes, that's right, millions of people discover how to trust their intuition and access their inner power in business and in life. Bridget has been featured in Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, Refinery29, Body and Soul, The Oprah Magazine. She's been on numerous podcasts now, including The Glojo. And she has also spoken in front of live audiences all across the U.S. and Australia. It's truly an honor to have Bridget in the Glojo, and I hope that you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Today, Bridget and I discuss all things intuition. Woohoo! <laughs> I love this topic. I truly believe we are all intuitive beings and that we all have the ability to access this wise inner voice this knowingness that lives within all of us. And guess what? Bridget agrees. (laughs) So I really look forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode, your thoughts on your intuition. Is this something that you think you have? Is it easy for you to access? Do you ever get those gut feelings? Have you ever had that knowingness, that instinct? You just knew something and you weren't even sure how you knew it. If you said yes to any of that or you're like, oh yeah, I kind of get that, that was your intuition. So continue listening to this episode because we talk about what intuition is and we talk about what it's not because there are a lot of myths and misconceptions out there. We talk about how it can show up in your day-to-day life. Bridget shares how it shows up for her. And then we talk about how you can learn to tune into your own personal intuitive GPS system to build a life and business that is aligned for your true self. How awesome is that? And guess what? Intuition don't cost a thing like JLo's my love don't cost a thing. Intuition is free to access. It is within all of us. And with that, let's head on into the Glojo. I'll see you there. Enjoy the conversation. Oh yeah. And stay tuned. I'm doing a giveaway in this episode, so make sure you listen until the end where I share details on how you can enter the giveaway. I've got a little gift and I want to give it away to you. I'm excited. Will it be yours? You can also connect with me on Instagram to find out how you can enter this giveaway at Leanne Kalal. That's L-E-A-N-N-E-K-A-L-L-A-L. I look forward to connecting with you there. And all right, let's get this party started. I'll see you in the Glojo. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Bridget. Welcome to the Glojo. I'm super excited to be here, Leanne. 
Yeah, I'm so happy you're here with me today. And I am so excited for our conversation that we have lined up. We're going to be talking about intuition. Over the years I've met and I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the spirituality and the personal growth space. And so many people don't really walk their walk or they don't talk their talk. And with you, when our paths crossed, one, you were just so gracious and humble and thank you. And then two, you really do walk your talk. You really do use your intuition and tarot to guide, grow and build your seven-figure business, which I just think is absolutely incredible. Thank you. I know a little bit about your journey and how you started off in the corporate world and you were in HR and you started doing this tarot business on the side. And so I'm really, really curious, have you always considered yourself an intuitive person? And what has your journey been like, just sort of in a nutshell, of really starting to embrace this part of you and truly build a business guided by it, but then also really encouraging other people to tune into their intuition and guide their business and life with their own intuition as yes. well. Awesome. So I I do consider myself intuitive and very spiritual. So my connection with spirit, I think actually even began as a young child. I remember I used to have an imaginary friend called Giant and Giant would follow me around everywhere, not not a physical being. And at the time I thought, oh yeah, you know, that's just what kids do. But the more I learn about spirituality and so on, I realized maybe that was my first connection to spirit, to a guide, to something beyond the physical world, which is pretty amazing. And then as a teenager, I was a devout Christian for a few years. I read the Bible from start to finish. And then I started branching out to other religions and spiritual belief systems. So Wicca and, you know, even things like yoga. And I remember I used to get up at like four in the morning when I was about 14, wake up at four and I would light a candle And I would stare into this candle flame, like hoping that I would have some kind of psychic vision because I'd read it in a yoga book about like, if you stare into a candle, amazing things happen. And I also remember doing little ESP, extrasensory perception cards, where you have like three symbols and you need to guess Mm. what's on the other side. Well, not guess, but use your psychic powers. Mm -hmm. And I would do this, like really hoping to kind of hone these powers. And I think I felt very ordinary at that time, as in there was nothing like amazing in terms of, oh, I'm suddenly psychic, but I had this real desire to connect with this spiritual side of myself. So then jump forward, I have an amazing tarot reading, I discover the power of tarot, I start learning how to read tarot for myself. And at that same time, then I'm starting to go through university, doing a management uh, degree and a master's degree, and then working through corporate. And so throughout my 20s, it was very much my logical, structured brain really coming into play and succeeding in a corporate career whilst doing tarot on the side. And, you know, thinking that this intuition thing was just another, like a, a part of me that could be compartmentalized mm-hmm. to weekends and whenever, you know, like weekday mornings and so on, not an right. equally integrated part. Now, it wasn't really until about my late 30s when I started to see that this love and this passion for tarot could actually grow into an information business, an online business. And I started to explore 
different opportunities there. So this is happening in parallel to my corporate work. And the more I did this tarot work, I started realizing the more that my intuition could really play in into business and I could create a source of income through this mm-hmm. this way. So in my early 30s, I made that difficult decision to leave behind a successful corporate career and pursue Biddy Taru full-time. And from there, that's when I started to really grow Biddy Taru into what it is today. And today, you know, I'm at a place where I blend business strategy and intuition so much because I know the power of it. And I know that it's not like I don't go and do intuition and then I do strategy. Like they happen at the same time. They are the same thing. Really, in my mind, good business strategy and good business is when you are in connection with your source of truth and a higher power. You can't help but be successful when you're allowing it to really flow through you. So it's kind of the very short (laughs) version of Bridget's journey to intuition and business. I'd love to even just take a step back and let's talk about what is intuition? How do you define it? And how does it show up for you personally in your life, like personal and professional? So I used to think that intuition was the same as being psychic. And the way that I see kind of being psychic is that you must know the exact fine details of everything that's going to happen in the future. And you close your eyes and you can see exactly everything laid out in front of you as if it's um, a clear as day movie. And so initially when I started thinking of intuition, I had these very high expectations. It had to be this certain way. And so I would start thinking like, oh my goodness, I am not intuitive. I'm not psychic. But what I started to realize over the years was that intuition is something that for me is really a very gentle experience. And I define intuition as knowing something without knowing why you know it. And to me, it's really this uh, this knowingness that is happening mm. outside of the physical, tangible realm that we're in. And the neat thing about intuition is I believe we're all intuitive. We all have access to this. It's not like a special club yeah. or a special gift that we need to have. But I think it's Sonia Choquette talks about it being like a radio frequency where each of us are dialed into intuition at a different level. So the radio frequency is all there. Some of us are dialed in right in, so we get clear and crisp like sound. Some of us can hear a bit of a crackle and a bit of a voice. Sometimes, you know, it's like when you're driving with the radio on, sometimes you hear the music and then it goes off. And then other times it's completely, but we have that opportunity to dial into it if we want to. So for me, intuition really plays into my life through the silence and through the space. And I know that when I don't have space, I don't feel connected intuitively. And what I like to do is create that space and that silence to just be able to drop in and listen. It's not often that you can just go, all right, it's 10.30 a.m. Okay, intuition, let's go. Let's turn you on. (laughs) It's more about having that time to just drop in and allow the nothingness to come in and then sometimes in that nothingness there's the somethingness that gives us that little intuitive hit or that message oh my goodness there's so many amazing things there we could go so many different directions uh, but i think what i want to share too is when i was thinking about 
this interview, sitting there prepping some initial thoughts, I did sit in the silence. I'm like, oh, I wonder what wants to come through. And then I connected to, why do I think intuition is such an important topic? Because it is this thing that I want to shout from the rooftops. I feel like it's gotten this bad reputation or that it's woo-woo when I really think it is our internal guidance system that we're all born with. And it's going to look different for each one of us. But I think the goal and really the fun thing can be to really figure out how to use this gift that we're all born with. Like you said, it's not like some people have it and some people don't. I think it's more a matter of some people have cultivated the connection or it's come more naturally for them for whatever reasons. Um, and then others haven't, but it's about recognizing that this does live within us. It's within all of us. And when we're intentional about taking the time to hone in and get to know this like radar or this frequency, like you said, this radio frequency that's within us, oh my gosh, life can become really fun and enjoyable and a lot more smooth sailing and easygoing because how many, I know I'll raise my hand here, but there's been so many times where, and I think back to when I was younger and even throughout recent years, like, oh, my intuition was telling me something. It was the red flags going on. And and then my mind, no, 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 that's not a red flag. And you try to rationalize it. And then days later or weeks later or months later, you're like, damn, I knew that all along. (laughs) And so why do you think it is that it's so easy for us to ignore our intuition? We've come through an era of trusting external sources to give us the answer. And whether that is like authorities, teachers, guides, um, you know, well-meaning people, well-meaning authorities, but we have been trained in a way to look outside of ourselves and also to prioritize things like logic and rationality and thinking and the intellect, which is all fine and good. However, what it does do is it blocks out that connection to the inner wisdom, the internal mind, the feelings, the emotions, and so on. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we've been through a phase where intuition is seen as woo-woo, weird, spiritual, out there, (laughs) frou-frou, and we Mm -hmm. keep shutting it down because we think, well, no, I should actually think of my way through this. Why would I feel my way through when I can think my way through? But what we're starting to realize is that when we only think our way through, it often just leads to heightened levels of stress and doesn't always lead us to the right solution and (laughs) leads us to often lots of bumps in the road and getting off course. And so I think we're at a really pivotal point where we are starting to see the value in our own inner knowing and our inner wisdom. And I think what's interesting is I often ask myself, well, how did yoga and meditation get so popular in the last 20, 30 years? Now it's pretty mainstream. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not considered out there. But 20 years ago, you know, if, you, if we were talking yeah. about yoga and meditation, people might think we're a bit not able to relate to it. So I think what is happening is mm-hmm. that we are being given these tools and techniques like yoga and meditation And these tools enable us to have the thing that allows the space and the listening to happen so that then intuition, I think, will start to follow suit in terms of becoming 
a lot more mainstream and acceptable. I don't think we're quite there yet. I think intuition is still seen as like, ooh, what is that? But by giving us tools like meditation, we drop into the space that allows the intuition to come through. And so the more people that are meditating start to realize, yes, actually, there's something within me that is incredibly powerful and I can use that to tap into my life or business. And then equally, here's the other thing, like we often think that intuition is, you know, what role does intuition have in business? It should be like thinking your way through business. But there are more and more like right. more <laughs> entrepreneurs and high profile entrepreneurs who are talking about their intuition. Richard Branson, Sarah Blakely, you know, founder of Spanx, um, and the first female billionaire, mm-hmm. like founder. I think she's amazing. Um, Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, you know, like more and more people are starting to talk about intuition and the role that it plays in their business. And I am also like, as I listen to different entrepreneurial podcasts or read books, I can see that people are using their intuition, but we're not necessarily naming it yet as that, because I don't think societally it's at an Mm -hmm. acceptable level. So there's kind of this beautiful undercurrent that's happening of like, people like, yeah, I can trust my intuition for my business but we're not yet really ready to start talking about it and shouting it from the treetops, which is why I love podcasts like these because this is our opportunity to articulate and express it in in a powerful way. Yeah, thank you. That was so well said. I absolutely love the concept of, or even just the thought of, okay, look at yoga and meditation and how these ancient practices have become mainstream now. Like I'd say they truly are. This is a worldwide phenomena. And when you think about it, both of those practices help you to get in your body and to be present in the moment. And when you're present, your mind is clear. You're not thinking about your to-do list and you're not thinking about, well, there's this and this and this and this. I mean, maybe to begin with you are. And there are some times when I meditate and it still goes like that. But at the end, you'll start to have some or, or, you know, throughout, but there's that peaceful silence that starts to come through. And I'm reminded of, you know, from the nothingness that it's like that void, that's where everything exists and everything comes from. And it's that source of creation. So I absolutely love that you said that. And yeah, I think intuition, I'm the same as you. And I think I also listen to a lot of people who do own their intuitive nature and they talk about it. But then because we're familiar with this language and this is how we resonate with things, you can pick it up and you can see, oh, well, this person's actually really tapped in and they're doing this and they're doing that. I forget where I read it or heard it, but Richard Ranson, within that first 30 seconds of meeting someone, he immediately knows if he wants to do business Mm. with them or not. And so when I'm reminded of that concept of that knowingness in 30 seconds, I'm like, holy smokes, how did he learn to trust himself that much and to trust his initial instinct and that intuition? So I'd love to hear more about your journey of really coming to trust this side of you and to honor it and to let it have a seat at the table, especially Mm. in business. Well, actually, I'd like to kind of break down what I think are the like the layers of intuition, particularly in, in business, that do allow that trust to happen. So I, I was so yes, interested please. in like what role does intuition play in business and entrepreneurship and I started researching about it. And what I noticed is I think maybe the most acceptable version of intuition is in business is where it's kind of like wearing that master hat. So 
Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hours. Like once you've been doing business for a long time, you know, Richard Branson, it's 400 companies. He's clearly done a lot of business and a lot of meeting people and, and so on. So what happens over time is that you start to blend in your conscious experience of meeting these people. And then that goes into your conscious, subconscious mind. And all of that information can be stored in the subconscious. And when you then go to meet someone again, your subconscious is doing a lot of the work. And so intuition in business is often about like being a master at it. You've done it so many times that now your subconscious can just deliver you the information without you having to think about it. So that's that Mm. knowing without knowing why you know it because your subconscious is working and you've had that experience. So I think that's the first kind of level. But then, of course, I'm a little bit more (laughs) woo-woo and I think you are too, Leanne, because like we have a sense of something much greater. And I think where the big opportunity is seeing intuition in business as actually this connection to a higher source, a higher being, a higher entity of some kind. And knowing that, you know, source energy out there is source energy within ourselves. And so when we're tapping into our own inner wisdom, we're also tapping into a collective wisdom that has knowledge beyond the present moment, beyond time and space and so on. And so I think where the real exciting stuff happens is when you can connect into this bigger knowing, this bigger entity and use that to allow that source energy to flow through you and to serve the world and the community in the way that you're meant to serve in this lifetime. So for me, I Mm. think definitely have that feeling of the mastering the intuition side of things. You know, I've been doing business for a while now and online business that things just are easy. They just come to me. But also I really am connecting into that higher knowing so that, you know, sometimes you might receive a, an intuitive message or an inkling or a nudge that does seem like out of the ordinary, that seems irrational. I'll give you an example. We had an opportunity to add another, that's about 100,000 to our revenue each year. And, you know, on the surface, it sounds fantastic. Ooh, like who doesn't want $100,000? Yes, please. But when mm-hmm. I really checked in and I thought it through and I felt it through, I was like, hang on a second. No, <laughs> everything about this feels wrong. And whilst it makes sense on paper, it, it is not in alignment. It's not in alignment also with my values and what I envision for my company. And so I said, look, team, you've presented a really great idea and it's making it can make money, but we can't do this. We've got to find and we will find a different way to create this 100K. In fact, I think that 100 will turn to 500 or a million mm-hmm. um, because we'll choose something that is in alignment with our mm-hmm. greater good as a company. So that's how I'm sort of integrating intuition in my business. I will be honest though, like I am not perfect. <laughs> I'm not always in connection with the universe. Well, no, I am, but I'm, I allow my brain will still get mm-hmm. into that sort of stressed overthinking state. Um, And I think, you know, too, we have to be acknowledging of that. We go through cycles. Some weeks, yes, you have time and space to really tune in. Other weeks are crazy, like you don't even know what time or day it is, you know, and it's okay to be in and out of the cycle of connecting and, you know, high-vibing and so on. There's so much goodness in there again. So Bridget, the question that really came to mind right there in the instance was, 
what are the signs that show up for you when you are in intuitive flow and when you are trusting and allowing? And you gave that incredible example. And then on the flip side, what are those sneaky signs or those sneaky patterns that start to creep in when you're either not connected or not trusting or, or second guessing mm. the connection? Yes. And this comes up a lot, um, particularly like in our tarot community, everyone's asking like, how do I know if it's my intuition mm-hmm. telling me what the cards mean or if it's my ego telling me what the cards mean and I'm trying to find the right meaning right. I want to see in the cards. So I haven't talked about yet the of contrast between intuition and ego. And I find that intuition, well, no, let's talk about ego. Ego to me is a little bit like that uh, toddler. (laughs) And the toddler is like, hey, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. Give me it to me now. Right. It just escalates, escalates. It gets very loud. It gets very persistent. But then Mm -hmm. five minutes later, you might shake a little rattle or go, oh, hey, look at this thing over there. And it goes, oh, okay. And it runs off. And you don't hear about that problem ever again. Now, intuition, on the other hand, is a bit more like this gentle guide that says, hey, look over here. Mm. Uh Look over here. Uh, Yeah, just come on, just one more step over here. So it's this very gentle guide that just keeps encouraging you and drawing you into seeing something. It's way more persistent as well. You know, um, intuition is so patient Mm. and intuition will always just be there in this gentle, loving, compassionate, kind, patient state that just does escalate over time because I know if you don't pay attention to intuition, it will escalate, escalate until it turns into a crisis critical moment, right? Where you can't afford not to listen to it, right? (laughs) I know it well. (laughs) I was just going to say it's absolutely true. And I know for me, like I've said, well, like I said before, I've had red flags and you met me at a time in my life where I was not listening and paying attention to so many different things. And it's like, holy smokes, all of a sudden, mega crisis mode, life is exploding and crumbling. And I do think like, I know I look back to certain times throughout my life. I'm like, wow, I knew that even sometimes years before, like I knew that. Why didn't I pay attention to it? And I love that you brought the ego in because I think it is so easy to get caught up in our ego and what we think we should be doing and what we should want to create and what our goals should be. And a lot of that comes from whether it's just the society we live in. And I I know, especially in North America, it's very more so than Europe. I don't know about uh, Australia, but in there's just this like hustle, go, 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 and you do this. And then that means that you're you're worthy or you're good enough or all of the certain enoughs. And before we know it, we're actually headed down a path that isn't true for whatever reason. And then that brings me back to the one thing that you mentioned about making decisions and that one business decision is that you actually, you're like, oh, it doesn't feel right. And then you also brought it back to the values. What are your core values? And I think that this reminds me of another episode that we shared. It was the breadcrumbs to success episode. And that was really, you know, kind of following the intuitive. There was a lot of the intuitive hits, but it was that baseline of being so connected to your reason why and why it's important for you to do something in your business and in your life. And then also being really clear on your values. And I think that when we spend time getting clear on our personal values and how those translate into business or career, and when we actually have those as like a guiding light, 
oh my goodness, it makes it a lot easier to be able to tune out the noise and stay connected to what's true for us and make some of those difficult decisions that might be hard on our ego. I have another question because I have so many questions for you. You are the owner of BiddyTarot.com and your business is really dedicated to helping people build their life using their intuition and using tarot as a tool. And then you have amazing certification programs for becoming a certified tarot reader. You have business programs to help people really grow and build their tarot business online. I want to talk about tools, tools for strengthening intuition. So let's talk about tarot. And then I'd love to hear what other tools you've used over time and what you recommend for everyone listening. How can they start to really refine the superpower? I love tarot. I am currently surrounded by tarot decks. I always have a tarot deck when I'm working. (laughs) I love it. What I love most about it is it is this kind of instant connection to your intuition. Earlier when I said, oh, you know, it's like, oh, 10.30, switch on the intuition. Tarot can actually help you do that. So what I love about it is if you don't have time to go and sit and meditate for an hour and wait for the answer to drop in, cards can be a great way of just quickly connecting in and seeing what comes up for you. So I often draw a card before a meeting. I draw cards when we're facing difficult decisions or we've reached a little bit of a stalemate or we've got an uncomfortable situation and we're trying to figure out like, okay, what what's not feeling good here? What are my blind spots? I love that with tarot as well. It just helps to identify those blind spots that are maybe stored in your subconscious, but aren't yet in your conscious awareness. And the neat thing is that once you get it into your conscious awareness, that's where you can make changes and you can take action and you can create your desired outcomes. So I think tarot is a really, really powerful tool for connecting in with your intuition. And I used to think that, oh, you know, you have to be psychic to read tarot. You have to be intuitive. Like all of that has to be before you can even pick up the cards Mm -hmm. and be good at it. But what I've realized is that tarot is actually a vehicle to help you activate your intuition and develop your intuition. And so after 25 years of working with the cards pretty much daily, um, that's a lot of days. (laughs) Um, But, you know, after so long of working with, with the tarot, what I've realized is it's just strengthened my intuition so much. It's like working, like going to the gym every day and your muscles are now really like pumped up. Um, Not my muscles, but my intuitive muscles. Your intuitive muscles would give Arnold Schwarzenegger a run for his money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. What happens is that as you develop the intuition by using tarot quite a lot, Um, is that there's a point at which then you go, actually, I don't think I need my cards as much as I did because I now have a strong intuition. So I think that both really play a really great role with each other. Now, in terms of other tools for developing intuition, again, I love just being in nature. I know that when I'm in the forest or on the beach and (laughs) I've put the phone away... that that is when everything just starts to really flow. And I just find that my imagination and my brain space just is so much more expansive. I really enjoy being, in fact, I really like being in places in nature where you can see the sky or you can see like you're up high and you can see across the land. Those expansive type landscapes can actually be very powerful for mental expansiveness. 
I do really love visualization as well. I'm a trained hypnotherapist and NLP neuro linguistic programming coach. And I know the power of like Mm -hmm. words and how we can use guided visualizations to create the kinds of states that we want, but also to connect in with our own inner voice. And I've seen how powerful that those guided visualizations really can be. And then meditation definitely because that's clearing out the mind and even just journaling. I find that journaling is a good way of just clearing out the muck. So I really allow myself to get into my writing and just write all the stuff that I might be a bit embarrassed to share with other people because it's so whingy and whiny and complainy and negative. And I just write it all out because it's just like sweeping Mm -hmm. all that mud and muck and gunk away first. And then I can drop into, all right, now I've cleared out all of my upsetness. (laughs) What's actually lying Mm -hmm. underneath that? What are the root causes? What's really happening here? What role might I be playing and how can I start to affect positive change. And that is also when my intuition can come through because I've cleared out all of that mental chatter and complaininess that's in there. I love that you said that it's about clearing out. So there, cause there's those two pieces. It's like to be able to bring it in and tune into our intuition, we need to have this space and we need to clear that out. I know for myself as well, when I spend time in nature, whether it's the woods or down by the ocean, I just feel so good. And then like you said, meditation and journaling. And I know for me, I do a lot of soul writing. It's always amazing what will come through. And sometimes I look back, I'm like, I might seem crazy if somebody were to read this because it's like these one person having a couple of different conversations. But I'm always amazed at the insight that comes through. And so for me, when I'm writing, I feel really connected to source and to my intuition. And then I also just want to share too, for people listening, if this is like a completely new topic to you, and you're like, what are these ladies talking about? It sounds like a, it sounds like a secret sauce. I think I want to drink, but I'm not too sure. Like you want to drink the Kool-Aid, but like, where do you start? Even with tuning in and asking yourself, what do I want to eat? What do I feel like for dinner? What do I feel like for breakfast? That's where we can start with the two pound weights or the three pound weights to build the intuitive muscles. And it can really be that easy. There's also muscle testing. It's a really cool way to start to just learn how to trust yourself. The other thing that comes to mind is the exercise. And maybe this is considered muscle testing or something different, but you ask a yes or no question and then your body will lean back or it'll lean to the like forward and back. So there's all of these little things that you can start to do to develop your intuition. And I just really want to shout it from the rooftop because this lives within all of us. And it's this powerful resource that is your inner compass. It's your guiding light. It's your built-in GPS system. So why the heck not? Like, why not? (laughs) Let's learn how to use it. And so going back to tarot, do you think that tarot, is this the new yoga? Is this the new meditation? Is it like the woo-woo thing now and it's emerging and it's going to be something that's just so natural? It's my my mission to bring tarot into the mainstream, that is for sure. And I do believe that just like yoga and meditation have become very normalized. I believe that tarot too can become very normalized. For that to happen though, we need to really debunk a lot of the myths around tarot that still are very prevalent. So um, for example, you know, anytime I talk about tarot with people who don't know anything about it, 
um, they often say like, oh, but isn't, don't you have to be like psychic or isn't that a little bit like edgy and unknown and mystical and so on? Or someone will say, oh yeah, I got a tarot reading once and it wasn't very good or she was really accurate. I'm like, oh no, because I see tarot, you know this, I see tarot as um, a tool for not telling your future, but creating your future and a tool for understanding like, where are you right now? What's happening in your present moment? Where is it that you want to go? And then what actions do you need to take to get to that place? So I love tarot as an empowering tool rather than something that goes, you know, you want to meet someone you love? Sorry, sorry, not going to happen. You know, that's so disempowering. So there's a lot of work to be done to really shift these perceptions about tarot as a tool for personal development, self-growth, empowerment, and so on. And that's that's really my work through Biddy Tarot is to make these shifts. And even, you know, when we were certifying our Biddy Tarot students with the goal that, you know, we can educate and train these beautiful people to go out into the world and have this new way of reading Tarot and really have that ripple effect and that positive change effect in the community and change the way that we see Tarot because huge potential for Tarot to be one of the tools that supports people in understanding themselves better, connecting with their intuition, having better relationships, making more aligned decisions, all the things. It has that much power Mm -hmm. and potential to really play that role in people's lives. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I love, absolutely love that you say for you and what you want to support people in doing is using it as a tool to create their future. And you said this quickly, but I just want to say it again, because you said, first of all, it helps us really gain a better understanding of where we're at right now and the current picture. And so relating this to GPS, a GPS does not work if it doesn't know where you're starting from. And it doesn't also work if if you don't know where you're going. And so I just absolutely love that you use that analogy. It's like one, it helps us truly see the, the present moment and unveil some of those blind spots. And then it'll give you the tools or we'll say like advice or suggestions, ideas for you to take to move forward into this next step and to move forward towards what you want to create. So I just absolutely love that vision. It is so empowering. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on the Glojo podcast to help get this out to the world because I really believe in what you do. And I've seen the quality of your work and what you teach. And it's just so grounded. It's simple, yet it's so powerful and also like pretty brilliant all at the same time. So what you're creating is truly an amazing tool that I believe can really help people live a better life and to build businesses that are so aligned with who they are and that are aligned with that unique thing that they came here to this Mm, world to do. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm feeling really inspired to draw a tarot card right now. but also pull a card with the intention. Would it be, you know, the message that whoever is listening to this, it's going to help them have an aha or help them to see something or take that next step in their life that they are ready to take. I've got my Osho Zen deck here. Why don't we both pull one and let's see what the message is. Okay. I love it. Let's see what you got. So I was, when I was shuffling, I was just tuning in to kind of the concept of intuition and what do we need to take away from that. And the one I drew is called, it's called comparison. 
and it's the bamboo with a very thick tree trunk. And, you know, if I'm even just looking at this picture, I think about the bamboo, it's very flexible. It can move in the wind, but the tree trunk can't move in the wind. But maybe the tree trunk is stronger because it can't move. So each of them have their kind of positive and negative, well, strengths and weaknesses, let's say. And I think this is true for intuition. The last thing I want someone to do is try and compare and go, oh, well, she's so intuitive and I can't do it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) We all do intuition in our own special way, right? And there's no need to compare or say like, she's better than me or I'm better than, you know, I'm more intuitive. There's no such thing. Because I think, yeah, we we each do intuition in our own way and it's important to stay in the truth of how we're connecting with our intuition. So whether it's, and, and actually I remember doing, I did a intuition in business workshop with a group of entrepreneurs a couple of months ago and there was one guy in that group who was, he was tapped in like, he would have these brilliant visualizations, like super clear I was like, yeah, I'm connected to source. I know exactly how I can make a billion dollars in my business. I'm like, yeah, you rock. And then there was another person in that group who we were doing a guided visualization. And when we debriefed afterwards, he's like, wow, I was actually able to follow the visualization. I didn't see anything, but I was actually able to stay focused and concentrated on it because normally he has a lot of monkey mind and he can't even keep his eyes closed for a meditation. I'm like, you know what? That is awesome because you've had an experience here and some level of connection with your intuition. You're on your journey. And this other guy who's like blowing his crown chakra out and (laughs) getting all of the channeled, like you're on your journey too. And I think this is the thing about intuition is be patient, be kind to yourself. There is no like place that you're meant to be. There is nothing to strive towards. Wherever you're at, you are at is exactly where you are meant to be. So Leanne, what have you got? I love it. Well, and okay, well, I will share. It's funny. I've definitely been there. I'm like, did I choose the right deck? See, it just got to trust. <laughs> but the, the one thing that I just, I want to say is I love how you validated that man's experience of like, oh, you had a quiet, calm mind. And I think it's so important that we actually take the moment to recognize those moments when we are connected, when our intuition did, well, I want to say did work or quote unquote work, but when we received an intuitive hit or we received a knowingness or guidance, and let's actually just be present for that, anchor it in, anchor that moment. And then especially when you actually take action on it. So I'm a firm believer that when we start to pay attention to those little things, it helps us to create more of that in our life. And so paying attention to those little hits and like saying yes and like, oh yeah, I trusted that. And it turned out well. That's going to help us do it again in other areas of our life in, you know, we can mm. say bigger ways. Okay. So I'm going to go one, two, three with the intention that I set. Ooh, the four oh, of okay. wands. And so you are the tarot expert here. <laughs> I love your interpretation, but I'll share really quick what I see and sort of what comes through for my intuition. 
And then we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So with the four of wands, when I look at this, I'm like, oh, there's these four wands. It's this structure. There's a groundedness. And then I see the couple standing in between. I'm like, oh, they're present. They're present in the moment. It's like they're on their journey. When I'm looking at this, I see flowers. I'm like, oh, that's hopeful. There's life. There's something happening. The four of wands being present, being grounded, building something, creating, you know, staying true, I guess, to what's true for you, then this fruitful, these beautiful flowers and grapes will grow. <laughs> and so, you know, taking, taking action and having that structure in there and following. I mean, they're also getting married or something. So it's like following your bliss and then it's going to bring you to this fruitful end. I, so that's that's what I... So follow your intuition. That's yes, what I think. <laughs> it's fabulous. And if I can go a little bit like meta on, on us. Please. Look, like, yes. look at how easy it is to interpret the tarot cards. So when I first started, mm. I thought, oh my goodness, there's 78 cards these books about the tarot are very long and very thick. I've got to remember everything. I've got to memorize. Mm -hmm. And what actually happens is um, a lot of what we've just done is we've just looked at the images and the pictures and we've trusted our intuition to guide us to what it is that we need to see. We haven't worried about what does the book say? You know, neither of us went to like grab a book and look it up and we didn't even think about like what's the traditional meaning of this particular card. I do, that said, disclaimer, (laughs) I do think it's important to learn more about the traditional meanings, 100%. And I believe that by looking at the pictures, trusting our intuition, we can certainly start to connect in with the cards and what they mean for us as well. So if if you're listening and thinking mm-hmm. like, oh, never learned how to read tarot, it's actually quite simple and it's an easy process that allows you to connect to the intuition. Of course, with any kind of tool, you can go deep and learn lots and lots around it, but it's mm-hmm. easy to get started as well. So Yay. I'm so curious to know what is the more traditional meaning of the four well, of wands? Traditionally, four of wands is about um, a celebration of some kind and a homecoming. And so coming home, mm-hmm. um, feeling that sense of stability and security, you know, the number fours, I always think of like the four yeah. legs on the table and that's what holds it up. Um, so it's, or, you know, like the four walls of a house. You can't really, well, you could have a house with three walls. <laughs> Uh, we do these days Uh, but it would be a little it would be interesting (laughs) yeah so you know it's just really about celebration and homecoming and what you shared in terms of what you're seeing in the card definitely in alignment with that and then some this is what I love about tarot is because when you're connecting intuitively with the cards and you're connecting with what we know about the cards the traditional meanings of the cards that's when we can find those beautiful insights that are relevant in the here and now that give you that access to your own inner knowing, not just relying on the card to give you the answer, but using the card as a Mm -hmm. mirror back into yourself and into your soul and into your inner knowing. And that's the magic, I think, when we're using it to reflect back and mirror it back of what's Mm -hmm. happening within me. What do I really need to know about this situation? Thank you so much. That's so interesting. And I'm just, I'm sitting here, I have your book on my desk and your book is so aptly named, or one of your books, Intuitive Tarot, 31 Days to Learn to Read Tarot Cards and Develop Your Intuition. 
And so I'm following my intuition. I was not planning on doing this, but for everyone listening, leave comments, take screenshots, tag me on Instagram, and I'll randomly choose one person to send a copy of this book to because I love it so much. (laughs) So that's just a fun little... And then I want to hear about your intuitive journey. This is the first official giveaway on the Glojo. Kind of like a variety (laughs) show. (laughs) You never know what to expect here. Okay. So I have a burning question and then I have one little surprise, but my burning question and it keeps coming up. So I'm just going to ask it. What do you think the connection between intuition and creativity is? Oh, good one. I can't ignore it. (laughs) Okay. Here's what's coming to me. I know that. Okay. Yes. So... About a, a year or two ago, I started learning how to do macrame, macrame, whatever you want to, the knotting, knotting some things and it makes mm-hmm. like beautiful boho things for the wall. Yeah. So I remember starting with, I want to get a pattern. I want a pattern that tells me exactly what are the knots I need to do, what order, how many of them, and then knowing that it's going to turn out exactly like the picture and as long as I follow the pattern. However... <laughs> I didn't work out because I would start doing the pattern, but then it would start taking on its own shape or I'd realize I'd done something a little bit wrong. I hadn't quite followed the pattern correctly. And then I'd start feeling this frustration coming up. Oh, but I did what the pattern said. It's not looking like I thought I've done it wrong. You know, stress, stress, stress. I thought, okay, I have to do this a different way. So I start again. And this time I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let the macrame guide me. I'm going to just trust my intuition on this. I'm going to be creative. I'm going to just go with the flow. And I let that macrame like wall hanging speak to me. What did it want next? I'd, you know, do a few knots, one row. What do you want next, macrame? And then that would guide me to like, oh, maybe I can do these little funny like spiral ones. Or actually, you know what? Maybe I can add a crystal in here. Or, you know, I'd be walking around our property here and I find a feather and I think, oh, yes, the feather, the feather is speaking to me. Let's bring this into the macrame. And so mm-hmm. what ended up was I have these beautiful um, wall hangings that just really spoke to my soul. And I really believe it's when I allow myself to trust my intuition, trust the flow, let go of structure and be creative. Like it was in that space where I started to really feel this creative flow coming through. Once I let go of it having to be a certain way, having to follow a structure, needing it to be right or wrong, that's when creativity flowed and my intuition guided me towards that. Yeah, that's, I love it. That's amazing. I'm happy I asked that question. Um, I was thinking of intuitive cooking. I love, I'm an intuitive cook. Like if I try to follow recipes, one, it's not as fun. <laughs> and two, I'm like, ah, oh, did that turn out the way it was supposed to? But if I'm having fun, I'm like, ooh, like a lot of times I'll be guided either by the colors or sometimes it's the flavors or like what, what feels good or what do I think I should put in next? And it's the process. And when you were talking as well, What I loved is that you didn't, or this is what I kind of read between the lines. It's like you started, you didn't overthink it. And once you started, the next best step or that next best action for you to take unfolded. And I think that this is so true in life, in business, in in all different areas of life. You can sit there, you can plan, you can overthink 
it's not until you actually start doing and taking action that you receive this really valuable information that's going to help you to decide what the next best thing is to take. Whether it's for like in North America, we say macrame, um, but for all the Aussie, for all our Aussie listeners out there, <laughs> however Bridget said it <laughs> because of the accent. But I love that you kind of, you went with that process and you're like, okay, what next? And you would walk around. So Bridget, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful for you taking the time out of your busy schedule and your business and life. I know you have so much on the go. So thank you for being here with me and joining me in the Glojo. And thank you for sharing your personal story and some of your wisdom and advice and experience with intuition and and using tarot as a tool to really tap into your intuition. I know it's early there in the morning for you in Australia. So I'm just going to pull a little fun card that's going to be a message as you set forth on your day. And this message will be for everyone listening as well. Now we're getting lots of different things in here today, but let's see. This is a card deck that was gifted to me and I totally forgot about it. And I just found it the other day and it's been pretty, pretty amazing. So, oh, that fell. Let's see. Ooh, oh, well, <laughs> I judge it. <laughs> But maybe, but maybe it'll resonate. Isn't that funny how we judge? And so I feel like valuable lesson, trust the message that comes through. <laughs> oh, okay. So yesterday is not ours to recover, but tomorrow is ours to win or lose. Aha. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, there is a good message in there. So I think there's like, let's not get stuck in the past. Let's be present is what I'd like to add and really focus on what we want to create and set forth doing that. So as you move forward in that early morning in the future in Australia, there's your message of the day. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, Bridget. Thank you again for joining me. And I look forward to just staying up to date with all of the incredible things you're doing at Biddy Tarot with your team. Wasn't that a fun episode? And did you enjoy the impromptu tarot card reading? I thought that was pretty fun. I also really love Bridget's perspective on how she talks about meditation and yoga and how they used to be these really sort of weird, foreign things. And now they're widely accepted. And I really do think that intuition is going to be next. I also love how Bridget highlighted some really successful entrepreneurs who own their intuitive nature. It just goes to show that success comes in many forms. We do not need to be cookie cutter this way. Do everything exactly like someone else does. It's about tuning into our inner truth and our inner compass. And hopefully this conversation has helped you tap into that a little bit more today. The other concept that really stood out to me is when Bridget said, we all have this radio frequency. If you're old enough, you'll remember that old school radios and the vehicles or even just the radio that's in your house and you dial the knob and you tune in to a different radio station. But when you're not tuned into that station, it's really staticky and you hear that static noise. Or when you finally find that station and you click in, it's clear. You can hear. (laughs) You can hear the music. That's how intuition is. We all have our own personal radio frequency. How cool is that? And our job, I'd like to think it is our job, to learn how to tune into that. And so that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to walk you through an exercise. And this can be your fun little homework for the week. Before I share the exercise, I'm going to share how you can enter the giveaway for today's episode. 
I am gifting Bridget's book, Intuitive Tarot, 31 Days to Learn to Read Tarot Cards and Develop Your Intuition. Because as we discussed in the episode, tarot is a way for you to tune in to this inner intuition, this inner GPS, this inner radio station that exists within you. So if you're interested in exploring this journey and learning more, here's what you do. You go over to my Instagram at Leanne Kalal. That's at L-E-A-N-N-E-K-A-L-L-A-L. Make sure you're following me. Make sure you're following Bridget. And then leave a comment and let me know what did you enjoy most about this episode. Now, here's how you can get additional entries into the draw. If you share the post in your stories, make sure you take myself and Biddy Tarot. I'll make sure I link to it in my Instagram. But if you share the post, you get an additional entry. And we'll throw one more in. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, well, guess what? You get one more entry into the draw. I will be announcing the winner this upcoming Friday, May 21st at 12 p.m. So that's noon Pacific time. So those are details. That's how you enter the draw. All right, now for the homework. And I guess we won't say homework. Let's call it a challenge. A challenge sounds a little more exciting to me than homework. So your challenge for the week is to get to know your intuition a little bit more. That's it. We're just going for the little bits. It doesn't need to be this complete like, wow, now I understand everything. But it's starting to understand your intuition your personal radio station more. So I want you to first think of a time when you did just have this inner knowingness, this inner hunch, this inner gut feeling. And so think back to this time and I want you to connect with it and take a trip down memory lane. How did it feel? Was it this feeling in your stomach? Was there maybe something in your chest or your heart? Was it just this knowingness that was in your mind? So remember, this is unique to you. How it shows up for Bridget or how it shows up for me might be different than how it shows up for you. If you are listening to this and you have a pen and paper handy or you have your phone, you might want to write down a couple of notes. Okay, so you've just remembered and thought back to a time when you experienced your intuition. Now we're going to focus on tapping into your intuition throughout the week. And here's the exercise I'm going to share with you. It's really simple. Are you ready? Here it is. This week, at least three times, I want you to stop and tune into your intuition before you eat. So we're going to use this as a playground to really start to develop your intuition. You could do this in the grocery store if you're debating between a couple of like, do I want this cheese or do I want this cheese? (laughs) So you don't need to say it out loud, but you can ask yourself a question just in your mind and see what you're drawn towards. So you can do this and maybe you get a clear yes or no if you ask a yes or no question, or maybe your hand just naturally reaches for the one option over the other option, or maybe the name comes to mind. Okay. So for your meals and do this three times this week, so you can start to see the trends. If you're debating like, oh, what do I feel like eating? Actually tune in, use this as an opportunity to tune into your intuition and to pay attention to what your body wants. So you might feel a little weird when you're doing this, but just have fun with it. Let's not take ourselves too seriously. Again, this is just like learning a new skill, a new tool. So there's something called muscle testing. 
If you're not familiar with muscle testing, I recommend doing a quick Google or watching a YouTube video, but essentially you would take your pointer finger and your thumb, you press the pads of those together so you get a teardrop shape, and then you would take your pointer finger on the other hand and you put it through the center of that, okay? The whole idea here is that you move that pointer finger towards where the other pointer finger and the thumb come together and you move it towards and your finger will either break through the two fingers or it won't. They'll keep it strong. So what you want to do is you want to calibrate it and you want to find your personal yes and your personal no. So you could say body or intuition, show me a yes, and then you take your finger and maybe your finger goes all the way through or maybe it stops. And then you do the same thing and you say, show me a no. And so then you want to test this calibration. So when I say, yes, my finger is not going through the pointer finger and the thumb that are together. And I'll say, show me a no. And it does go through, right? So the yes, finger stays within the circle. No, it goes through. So now let's test this. So I would say, is my name Leanne? And I do that. Yep, it is. (laughs) So that's what you do. That's how you calibrate and test your personal yes or no. And then you can actually say like, okay, do I want chicken or do I want beef? Do I want vegetarian? Do I want fish? And so play around with this. Again, if this is a totally new concept, I understand it might sound a little weird, but there is science that backs up muscle testing. So have some fun. Find me on Instagram. Let me know how this goes for you. I look forward to seeing your comments, sharing my posts. Make sure that you do that so you're entered in for the draw. And let's not forget that tarot is an incredible way to really refine and tune in and own your intuition. So make sure that you check out Bridget at biddytarot.com. I'll make sure I link to her website in the show notes from today. Make sure you go check it out. The resources and information that she has there is truly amazing. You could be busy for days, months, weeks, (laughs) years learning just from all of the free resources she has. And she also has incredible programs and trainings and online certification programs if you're really drawn to this. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to hearing from you on Instagram. All right, see you soon.